0: Random Ultra Runner Podcast I hope you're all well, I hope uh, you've had a good week um, I haven't done an alright week, I've kind of actually been on holiday I've been down visiting family in Cornwall, So um, there's not actually been a load of training this week um, For me, I got out and did a kind of uh, hill rep session um, While I was down there, but lots of hiking done as well um, So it wasn't a complete... Um, uh, blank of of no training, so not too bad. And I was at the gym today at lunchtime, so that's not too bad. And yeah, hopefully um, about for a run shortly after recording this. So yeah, all good. Uh, but yeah, I hope you have had a good week, training, racing, doing whatever you are doing. Um, on today's podcast, um, I mentioned I might have a wee surprise for you. And yeah, I've got my crew captain or crew chief um, joining me on the podcast today to talk about, I don't know, ultras from the, from the crew's perspective. Um, so that sh- could be quite interesting today. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy that. That's coming up after this. And then after that, um, I've got um, a rundown of this weekend's ultras um, in the UK. A couple of big ultras uh, going on. Lakeland, Lakeland, Fifty and one hundred was going on. You had the Kennet and Avon Canal race going on as well. Um, So yeah, be talking about them as well as some of the other ultras that I I noticed uh, were happening. So give you a rundown of the results from them. So hello again. As I mentioned, um, being joined by um, a very important person in my life. Um not only is she my girlfriend, but she is my crew captain. Um, Sam, how are you?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: Good. So I'm going to pretend like we we haven't actually spent the past <laughs> week together and just say like, hi, how you doing? It's so good to see you. Um, but yeah, welcome to the podcast. You're my first guest.
1: Yeah, podcast debut. How does it feel? Exciting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she's excited for Yep. Good. And yeah, I thought um, it would be good to bring Sam on um, to get kind of cruise perspective of an ultra marathon and following their runner about and everything that they do for their runner. I think, well, I was going to say we forget about it. We don't because I think we're always very, very grateful for the, the job that our crews do and pacers and all that. But, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's the runner that gets all the glory and I don't think that's maybe necessarily <laughs> fair, because I think the crews deserve so much credit, especially with the longer races, multi-day races, stuff like that. If you don't have a crew, you're, you're not getting through it. It's as simple as that. So it's really, really important. Um, so Sam, that was your first time crewing? Yeah, but Anybody? it
1: quite the experience.
0: Yeah, um, it was for me too. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I guess I, I didn't really, in the last episode, I didn't really speak much about the ultra that's kind of got me back into things. So probably going to a bit more detail about that race as Sam brings back some horrible memories for me and probably for her too. Yeah. So probably going into a bit more detail with that. So um, yeah, I mean, how how did you feel going into it? Do you feel like I'd prepared you for everything that was kind of coming your way?
1: Yes and no. Okay. <laughs> so I was incredibly nervous to be crew because I knew that everything that you needed was down to me and me alone during the race. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously you'd kind of told me the ins and outs of the ultra life but yeah. Getting from A to B, figuring out when you would be there, yeah. figuring out what you needed, was all a completely new experience.
0: Yeah, aye. I mean, I have I've crewed people before, but yeah, I, yeah, you you forget about how stressful it is, and, and and there's so many logistics and stuff like that. So, um, I feel yeah, it was probably a massive ask of you for that one has been the first race. So you know, if anyone's coming in. The race that we're kind of talking about and where Sam made our kind of debut as crew captain in our first ever ultra <laughs> was the Grand Union Canal race, the 145 mile ultra marathon um, in May. So, yeah, no, that's aye, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah, I guess I was probably thinking a lot about more own race and just kind of going like, ah, oh, you'll be fine, you know, or give you a list of postcodes and, yeah, turn up here with...
1: Yeah, I mean I geeked out beforehand, Uh, Mm -hmm. I read blogs from other crew people, Mm -hmm. I got tips on how to be a good crew, Mm -hmm. the most important thing being don't take anything personally (laughs) during the race. Yeah,
0: Uh, (laughs) it's a good tip, (laughs) I mean I don't, I mean me personally, I've seen it with other runners in their crews and I know a couple of other runners as well who, I don't know, get a wee bit more touchy and stuff. Yeah. Um, and a bit more mis- uh, miserable, basically, because you're in so much pain. So yeah, no, yeah. I don't think was that was I that bad.
1: No, too bad. bad. Was, I?
0: I was still, yeah, kind of alright. were
1: in decent spirits, to yeah. a bit sixty. Yeah, aye. And then it went south, but we'll get yeah, there. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> aye, aye, we'll get to that. So I mean, yeah, it was a really early start for us uh, on the race morning. We we kind of stayed in a. A hotel in the outskirts of London, the start was in central London, Little Venice, um, so we were up at like... Ten to four. Ten to four, she, she remembers it well, yeah. still scarred, <laughs> um, and yeah, and then Sam, you, dro- you drove us in to London, I think we got to uh, the start at like ten past five in the morning, Yeah. I mean what are you thinking then at ten past five in, you know, central London?
1: I mean, well, I think the first thing I thought was, how are so many people this crazy? Mm -hmm. Because there was a lot of people (laughs) participating Um, and really just that, realistically, you weren't going to sleep for the next two days. I couldn't imagine going through even one day of running with five, ten minute stops, never mind. Yeah. Two days.
0: Yeah, that kind of goes through my head as well. Uh, I was thinking that maybe about five to six I was standing there thinking, yeah, this is me now. I mean, it had been such a long time since I'd I'd done a a race. Mm -hmm. I was was very, very nervous. That kind of five a.m. to six window. So, no, you definitely helped calm me down. Um, Another thing that crew, it's just so invaluable, just having someone to talk to you and kind of talk you off a ledge in a way yeah and I think yeah he did that because I remember being very very nervous yep
1: you said right before it you said why am I doing this yeah and I just had to roll with because you know you can
0: yeah <laughs> 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 I suppose yeah I mean I I think yeah prior to any ultra experiences and stuff like that being in central London at 5am was probably yeah, falling out of a nightclub or something like that. But no, we were there to kind of take on this massive undertaking, not just me, but Sam as well. Um, so, I mean, the race starts at six. Yeah. I'm away on my big, uh, big slow jog. You've got a list of postcodes. Yeah. You're in an unfamiliar place. You've been given a postcode and approximate time, you know, you you drive off to this random postcode which I is didn't. somewhere along the canal. I
1: had a good five minutes of just sitting there thinking oh. how do we do this? Okay. Well <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Right. Yeah. Well after that. Yeah, <laughs> after dropped. that drove on <laughs> out West Street and oh, the dear. first
1: stop was Tesco, wasn't it? Yeah. Um and I got there super early. Because yeah. I was terrified of missing any cut off through mm-hmm. the whole thing got there super early and there was mm-hmm. another woman there right mm-hmm. off the bat who was seen her wee crew sign in her car yeah and as soon as i got out the car she just was like oh here we are why we're we doing this so yeah. it was good to chat to someone right off the bat yeah doing the same thing
0: yeah and in my experiences that's definitely something that kind of happened obviously you know you're probably thinking uh of course you're going to bump into a cruise but yeah you do but you 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 get to kind of you get talking to other people and you yeah you kind of talk about each other's runners and ask questions and almost kind of get to know them in a way as well depending on how long the race is you end up um, finding a lot about these people's lives sometimes sometimes you don't even want to know (laughs) but uh, um (laughs) No, it's it's really cool. Um, yeah, I remember that that first aid station that was, and this is another aspect of it as well, which is challenging for crew. So like, we were told that the first crew point was going to be like at thirteen miles. It actually ended up being sixteen miles. So mm-hmm. I was going along, you know, my my watch is beeping. I'm you know coming up to thirteen miles. I'm like, cool, get to see Sam soon. Get you know a bit of food and a bit of drink and whatever. But yeah, it was actually sixteen. Um, yeah, so, I was gonna yeah.
1: stand in there waiting, thinking, "This is not the time." He told me, "Where yeah. is
0: he?" Yeah, I and yeah. So I'm I'm worrying on a, a couple of different fronts. I'm worried about you because I'm I'm like, um, you know, <laughs> is she thinking that she's maybe not in the right place, or yeah. worrying about me being all right? Um, I'm worrying that I've ran past her somehow, even though the whole race is on a canal. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I, I was I was starting to think I must have ran past her at some point. But um yeah, so I mean that that's another challenge as well. Like the just um the info around diamonds yeah. and mileage isn't always like, you know, spot on. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I mean lots person. of
1: people were thinking that. Obviously I had the added bonus of standing around about other people could run, mm-hmm. So I could hear the phone calls coming in for other runners saying, yeah. where are you, you're not where you're meant to be, yeah. stuff like that. And then seeing the first runner come by who asked what distance it was meant to be yeah. and then told us where we were. So yeah. that made it a bit clearer for the rest of us.
0: Yeah. I no, I that was a bit of shock. I mean, I, I remember being very glad to see you then. Cause um, the first kind of official aid station was at twelve miles, and I just ran straight past it. Cause yeah. I was like, "Oh, I've seen Sam in a mile's time. It's fine." I kind of had like a a dribble of water left, and I was just dying for some, you know, different kind of food. I think I had it like it was like
1: already a, hot.
0: It was, yeah. I mean, I remember that that morning already. People, other runners, were commenting on how humid it was really early, like seven o'clock in the morning. And yeah, I, um, I, it, was a, it was a really hot morning, so yeah, it was good to kind of get a can of Iron brew and uh, I can't remember what else I had, some watermelon.
1: You took peanuts, away. I took peanuts. Yeah. Yep. I remember because <laughs> I was seeing all these other people coming out of their cars with wee cool bags and wee baskets and I just had all of this stuff in my hand, like, mm. oh, these people have done this before.
0: So is that something you think next time I want a basket? A yeah. Right, a basket.
1: And a little cool bag. We had the big cool box. Yeah. But people a had a little, little individual carrying cool,
0: cool bags. Right, okay, cool. Right. I'm I'm writing that <laughs> I'm writing that down. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> okay. No no, aye. I mean, yeah. I mean yeah, that that's good. I mean, what an excellent crew captain I have here already. I mean <laughs> you know, next race is gonna be a breeze. It's going to be like a military organisation. Even though I felt like we were fairly organised. Um, no, we were.
1: That first one just took me getting into the swing it to Aye. figure out what what the routine would be. The yeah. Fill the water, switch out the food, yeah. apply the sun cream. It was yeah. in mili- military precision. That <laughs> you weren't sitting down at the first one. That was the difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I the first one. Uh, so we had a a camping chair with us and the first one I don't you know I think most of us probably don't really need to sit down that early but I was like oh next one I'll have a wee sit down for five minutes just because it's such a long race it's 145 miles it's flat you're using the same muscles pretty much all the time so I thought a wee sit down for five minutes just to rest things up would be good and yeah that's what we did at the the second one I remember we kind of sat under this bridge it's like 22 23 miles something like that and that was nice. Yeah, it was really cool under the bridge, sitting in the camp, ch- the camping chair. Um, had another iron brew. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, after kind of after that, it all starts to get my memories get a bit more hazy. Yeah. Just because it was getting harder, and yeah, <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> yeah, it it just got diff- more difficult for me, and uh, my memories seem to get more hazy. Um, but no, still running quite well. Yeah, I remember seeing you there, um, I was impressed, yeah, that I've got a, a great location in the shade.
1: Yeah, well, Ginger had to be.
0: Yeah, and yeah, for the listener, Sam's Ginger as well, so yeah. it's an all-Ginger crew, <laughs> so yeah, probably benefit Sam as well. Um, but yeah, yeah it, that, was a, that was a good wee stop. I um, can't yeah. remember what Boating I started Jeanette's
1: to one. recognise the same people at yeah. each stop as well, because... Obviously, he's were coming in kind of similar times. Um, mm-hmm. Between two and three was yeah. when I messed up in yeah. the driving. in um, Drove 20 minutes, half an hour. Pulled up thinking, I don't see a canal here. And I'd put the wrong postcode in. There was another 25 minutes from where I was supposed to be. Ooh. Which, Oops. thankfully we were not running too fast and I still made it there in time but I was stressed when I got there. Yeah.
0: No, I and yeah, I think we can all kinda relate to that. Done similar a similar thing as well where I remember crewing for my pal Lee and we completely missed him. It was an aid station about forty miles and I think we got there late and he and he went and the feeling of guilt and like worry for him yeah. as well, it's like it's um, it's massive, so, no, but you were fine.
1: Yeah, I was better in time. <laughs> I made it. everyone else had managed to go and get themselves a wee snack and stuff on their travels. And I was just yeah. sitting on their camping chairs enjoying the sun. And I was stressed. But mm, well, you hadn't been through, so <laughs> that was the main thing. <laughs> I mean,
0: if, anybody, um, if anybody's listening to this thinking sort of doing that, <laughs> sounds like it's a horrible day, not even got anywhere near the end of it yet, Um, no, there was um, some good bits as well. It was, it was
1: really nice to see, like, when you're sitting there and all the other runners are coming through, mm. like, people are cheering every runner, Yeah. there was like a proper sense of community and you could see that there was runners that were unsupported and they didn't have their crews, so... Mm-hmm like people were offering them water, offering them snacks on the way by, just making sure that they were still fine because there was such a distance between official checkpoints. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, that's one of the amazing things about it. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll all have experienced it. There's a massive sense of camaraderie, the whole thing, the runners and the crews um, together. We're all wanting each other to finish, especially in a race like this where... You know it is kind of a fifty percent um finish rate, so it's a very difficult race because of the distance and in the nature of the course. So everybody is willing everybody to finish, and uh, yeah, from crews and crews supporting other crews, yep. other crews supporting other runners. It's no, it's brilliant, and in that race in particular, because it's quite a small kind of old school race. It's um. Yeah, it just feels a lot m- kind of clo- more close knit. No that I'm saying other races don't, you know. Every I've never experienced um, anybody wanting for anything or nobody supporting anybody. So no, that's just part of yeah. being a crew.
1: Like it didn't feel like a race. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was didn't running it, but it didn't feel I wasn't like. But that's what I mean. Like it didn't feel like there was anyone flying by, going. No. Oh, I need to beat the next guy. Like no. everyone was just trying. To make it through, yeah, in their bests. Yeah, I efforts. mean,
0: yeah, at the sharp end, it's there's probably a bit more racing going on. Yeah, yeah, it, down towards um, our end of the field. Yeah, it's just about surviving, and mm-hmm. and yeah, that's <laughs> that's what it is. Um, but no, um, yeah, I can't remember crew as well he ended up kind of speaking to a, a, a chap that was there and, uh, as well he was giving some really good advice just another example of um, other crews I think he was an ultra runner himself and yeah. he was you know passing on some advice and stuff like that so yeah again that was just another um, good example of that camaraderie and support um, that you experience yeah. um, anything that sticks out is not enjoying about it, um,
1: it do? not not enjoying but um your fourth stop 40 miles you limped into it
0: oh yeah and
1: it gave me the absolute fear because yeah. <laughs> other people are then by that point you're so deep in the people around you are at with you at every checkpoint yeah so there was a kind of family with a wee girl you know, who were with me at every checkpoint, and they seen you come before I did, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh no, yours is limping," <laughs> <laughs> which just yours is limping. gave me the fear. Yeah. Um. Because then you're immediately thinking, "Oh no, he's injured," and it's really early on in the day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I that was was that about forty? Yeah. I, yeah. So what? What that was? Uh, something weird going on with my um my pinky toenail, which has since fallen off. By the way um so i think it got itself yeah (laughs) fell off a few days ago weeks after and there was another nail grown behind it i know i forgot to tell you about that ultra feet yeah it happens (laughs) Uh, aye so that nail was gradually becoming dislodged and then i think just in the course of moving the nail part of the nail was just digging into my the skin in my toe or yep. something like that. So, yeah, it was just really painful and it was making me limp. And then, but yeah, once I got the shoes and socks off and just kind of had a bit of a fiddle with it, it yeah. wasn't totally ready to fall off at that point. No,
1: nah, it was the first time I've ever had to take an adult socks off though.
0: Don't lie, I'm sure you've done that before.
1: <laughs> no, no, that was definitely a first. Uh, Especially those compression you not done it numbers? when I've been drunk before? No, I'll okay. just leave you with socks on. Oh, but mind. those compression numbers are a challenge
0: to yeah. take on and off. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I so I had the full kind of ankle, um, well, right up to the knee, uh, compression socks on just to cover more ginger skin, basically, <laughs> um, and also to stop these stones and stuff getting in. I hate, absolutely hate it. Um, yeah, but I think um, once I just kind of fiddled about the nail, it readjusted itself and got the socks back on, and then it moved back into a more kind of position where it wasn't causing me pain and yeah that was yeah, I, can, yeah that, uh, I, I totally relate to that again you know in the past crew and actually Lee um, when he's come in injured and, and uh, well and, and looks in a lot of pain it's a horrible feeling for a crew because you're just so desperate for your runner to come in looking good and fresh and, and, and looking well and you, you obviously just want them to finish so much yeah. so yeah, no, that's not a nice bit. Um Do you
1: remember what brought you back to life after that? A donut. A donut and a chocolate and milkshake. And a
0: chocolate milkshake. Yep. A Jaffa donut. Um it was amazing. Yeah. Um I mean I wasn't feeling too bad there. No. It was still really hot. My I it was my really bothering me. But then I set off but um I basically just like inhaled that donut. Um I remember getting some really funny looks just like kind of speed walking along this canal and like shoving a donut in my face (laughs) in one hand and then like this chocolate milk in the other and yeah, people must be just thinking, what an athlete. (laughs) Uh, But What was
1: good for me at that point was that you phoned yeah. Called to say that your foot was fine. Yeah, I knew so that was like a sense of relief between. because yeah. the next time I was seeing you was like fifty miles.
0: Yeah, I know you are worried, and that's yeah. something that I, you know, for ultra runners out there, that's something to keep in mind. I know it's you know you're sometimes you're just thinking about one foot in front of the other, but think about your crew too. Think about try. Think about how they are feeling. Yeah, you know, give them a wee phone, let them know you're all good. If you if you walk out of an aid station and Bad Nick, give him a wee call. call. Yeah, I'm all definitely. right. I'm okay. Um, but no, that that donut and chocolate milk was amazing. Like I felt I had a really good um, stretch after that. Obviously, hundreds of calories and totally gave me so yeah. much energy. And I had a, a good little spell of running Came as well.
1: Running into fifty like a new man.
0: Running into fifty. Um, yeah, still still hot. I think. That's a nice yeah. wee spot you had set up there nice yeah across
1: from somebody's garden on the canal they mm-hmm. had right onto the water mm-hmm. it was really nice sitting there mm-hmm. and just before you would came to that spot a guy who was unsupported had came over and asked me for water and i gave him some and then i offered him a can of iron brew and he looked at me like it was the most amazing thing he'd ever seen he was so <laughs> thrilled to buy a can of iron brew Because he had gone the wrong way, that was where um, there was people on the canal, drunk, thinking it was funny to direct folk in the wrong direction, and he had gone five miles the wrong way and had to backtrack on himself.
0: Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, again, I I think this is something that we probably all um, experienced as well. Members of the public given shite advice or (laughs) or malicious kind of advice like that and yeah so i think there was like three or four runners that got sent the wrong way got sent down a different arm of of the canal around marsworth um and i can picture it in my head i know where it is um and yeah apparently they added on quite a few miles didn't they i mean it's absolutely soul destroying as a runner um and one of the things you mentioned as well, which we were thinking about for the next one as well, is the air tag air tag because they could spot that they were going down.
1: Yeah, Polly went on the wrong one of the other runners on the race. Yeah. She went on the wrong path but her husband spotted it on the map yeah. before she did and mm-hmm. could phone her and tell her to turn round.
0: Yeah. I know that that's really good. Definitely something that we'll consider for the next one. Next big one. Yeah. Uh, hopefully that race next year. Yeah. If I get in again, I don't know. Um. Aye. So yeah. I I mean, you know, a can of Iron Brew. Being offered a can out, can of Iron Brew of nowhere. I mean that yeah. that will just lift your race. The guy was probably yeah. Yeah, I mean, here. someone else Running offered a here.
1: mechanical, oak, but it was the iron brew that tipped yeah. him over. You yeah, exactly. can always rely on the Scottish to give the iron brew. Exactly,
0: we were a very Scottish crew. <laughs> uh, ginger giving ginger. Yeah, ginger squared. <laughs> um, yeah, thick Scottish accents. Um, yeah, don't think there was any other Scottish
1: people there. No,
0: unless they were I high up in the field. Any. Yeah, but anyway, we were representing. Um, yeah. After that, for you, the next time you see me, actually, the next time you see me, I'm looking okay because uh, I did a sneaky did a, stop. yeah, she did a sneaky stop and watched me kind of uh walk through a bit around Leighton Buzzard, I think. Yeah, Leighton Buzzard. Um, Let's go. I was on a little walking break of my walk run strategy, and I remember when Sam like popped. Our head out, <laughs> some bushes, basically, I think it was. Like, it wasn't was a lane,
1: like, or wasn't it, and a bush? It, it was a like lane. It it was a
0: bush, I don't know. A
1: hedged lane. Right,
0: a hedged lane. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, what are you doing here? I, I kind of just kept marching on, because I was yeah. like, I was feeling okay. Um, and then, uh, after that as well, when I was in my um, running parts of my schedule, I was feeling really good. Um, and, and then, before I got to Sam... So Sam was waiting at what turned out to be the 62 mile point at Milton Keynes, so 100k. I just had a real, uh, I don't know. Wobble. Yeah, things started to go wrong. Um, Just after 60 miles from me, I couldn't do the running part of my run walk (laughs) schedule anymore, basically. Um, it was, it, I was basically just very low energy and looking back, it, the answer for me was probably very simple, I just needed food, Yeah. I needed to eat and I wasn't eating very well, the heat of the day really affected me um, yep. I
1: did a tour of every Tesco in that part of England picking did. up random food that you did not ask for didn't require but <laughs> you weren't eating <laughs> and I was desperate I'm, to I'm, get you I'm eating in anything at all the
0: amount of club card points that you accumulated <laughs> that weekend was would have been unbelievable um so yeah i mean i get into that age station at 62
1: that was stressful waiting on you 10
0: 10 minutes under the cutoff as well yeah so for me i was just like oh this is crap you know I, I well i was like i wasn't too far off where i thought i would be around that time um because it was my first ultra in a long time, I, I was basically just concentrating on finishing and I was aiming to be quite conservative, but it was something about getting in 10 minutes under a cut off as well, which I've not really experienced before, um, yeah. apart from at the very end of a race, um, in some, uh, like my first 100, that was 20 minutes before, but anyway, I'd never really experienced that before and it kind of affected my head in a way gave me a bit of a mental wobble and plus I was just tired as well and
1: yeah by that I, point it's what 10 to 9 and yeah. evening. you've been running for 6 in the morning
0: yeah and yeah I had a, a big wobble and I, I said to Sam that's me I'm done Um, I, I, yeah finished
1: well I'd, always, <laughs> I'd obviously been waiting on you so for me I'd seen you at the 55 point marching through mm-hmm. absolutely fine I was only there at a time near McDonald's, so it was still hot. Mm-hmm. Um, to get you eating, the hope that you would I eat something. I requested a
0: McDonald's hamburger, yeah. which Sam um, got me.
1: Had my heated seats on to try and keep it warm. I was Amazing. I was going for that. Amazing. Um, in fact, I, the the race folk that worked there when I came into that one were like um, top crew points for you. Have mm-hmm. you just walked in here by McDonald's? Yeah. I was bigging myself up as the best crew in the land <laughs> and then I was sitting, standing nervously waiting on you, looking at the time and obviously the Reese guy was chatting away to me, telling me how many people were still out there, and I was like please get here by the time <laughs> this is so stressful and then the guy asked me if, you're, if 117 was mine, and I was like yeah, that's him, please tell me who's there Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and you came and I expected you, A, earlier, because I'd seen you and you were mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. and B, to still be in good form, mm-hmm. and I was not mentally prepared for you coming in and telling me yeah. you were done.
0: Yeah, I, I've i kind of had wobbles like that yeah. before in the past, and I think we all, uh, ultra runners have. I, I knew deep down that I wasn't done. I think and this is where your crew is so valuable (laughs) and where sam absolutely excelled i think especially for like our first time doing it being very
1: bossy yeah being
0: bossy (laughs) but also you know just talking me out the chair um you know i wasn't i wasn't physically done at that point i could still walk and and you know if you can keep moving forward it's fine and things can things can change pretty quickly in ultramarathons, You know, you can be feeling, as we all know, feeling like you just can't go on. And then you, 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 you know, you, you um, swallow a McDonald's hamburger and two minutes, you know, two two miles later, you're running something. You know, it can happen like that. Um, but no, Sam Sam did brilliant. It just yeah, get me out of that chair. Um, with assistance of Lee remotely as well, um, texting her and giving her advice yep. and stuff like that.
1: Telling me all the things to see through you. Yeah. Um. For me, when you came in there, saying you were done, you'd given me clear instructions that as long as you could walk, you were yeah. going. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I anticipated how that would feel making you go. Yeah. So, um. You weren't. You still weren't eating the McDonald's. That was a waste. You were That's still half it, you had half I? a burger. Yeah. Um, the one of the race volunteers gave you coffee, which yeah. was good coffee full of that sugar. Was a nice coffee. Um, but obviously you'd been so focused in the last couple of miles of getting in that you didn't ask for a change of clothes. That's where yeah. I didn't have that prepared because didn't know. And then you were freezing, and the only way for me to get you out was to take my own hoodie off, shove it on you like a dress, and physically tell you, tough luck, you're going, I'll see you in (laughs) nine miles. Yeah,
0: and that was exactly (laughs) what I needed. Um, Yeah. yeah, I, I've, I've never worn a hoodie in an extra marathon <laughs> before, I've got to say, uh, during one. New experience. But it was exactly what I needed because um, it warmed me up straight away and I set off with my, my coffee in hand and, uh, and yeah, walk, kept walking. And it was it was great. Um, so, no, I mean, that was, yeah.
1: yeah. When you set off, I definitely stood there looking a bit shell-shocked because the woman yeah. who gave you coffee just hugged me and was yeah. like, you did the right thing. Yeah. Um, and the, the crew guy said that he watched you walk out and you were absolutely fine. Yeah, I got back to the car and phoned Lee, who I've never met before, mm-hmm. and picked up the phone and was like, you need to talk me off a ledge. <laughs> Tell me I did the right thing. I sent Aye. him out again. Aye.
0: No, no, you did amazing. And yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah I, I kept going. I kept yeah. going at that point. Um, yeah it was kind of just starting to it was like dusk around that point I didn't do any running um, that section until I saw you there, it was just all walking Um, uh, I always kind of struggle in, in the night anyway but yeah I, I kind of just walked that, feeling a wee bit sorry for myself but did, did feel a lot better and walked a, a couple of fairly quick miles but yeah nothing nothing amazing but I saw you then about 69 70 miles yep. about midnight completely dark at that point Very cold. yeah yeah very cold um you met some other crews there as well kind of crew and runners um including and this is another thing as well just worrying about your runner i mean there's one runner you mentioned that was deaf yeah
1: he was just coming in before you on that canal path and his mum and sister were there his sister was going to be running with him mm. after the next official checkpoint it was mm. what another five or six miles away and yeah. um, he was deaf and because it was so dark on the canal he'd basically lost two senses yeah. so when he came along towards us he stumbled into a barge yeah. and his mum was just terrified from continuing because one wrong yeah. turn and he was in the canal and it was Aye. so late and so dark when no yeah. one about? It was really dangerous for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I Can not imagine <laughs> for yeah. a vulnerable person like that. I mean, uh, Yeah, awful. But, but he um, was
1: determined. He came in. Yeah, yeah. He had a cookie and he was back on his walk again. I don't
0: think I remember meeting him during the race otherwise I would give him, I'd call him out. Do you remember his name? Joe joe yeah so joe aye, amazing effort um i'm sure I, I don't know how far you got but
1: he got to the next checkpoint ah so the same as me then. same one as you
0: well amazing joe brilliant yeah um i um yeah but yeah i, I saw you there set off again
1: change your clothes change i had of socks. a change of clothes change of like socks. Nice feet.
0: i couldn't get warm at all you um changed your shoes Changed my shoes, which I shouldn't have done because I just didn't like the way they were feeling on my feet. I, I preferred the shoes that I was wearing, but I thought it might just help my feet. I remember my feet were very, very painful at that yeah. point. I took some paracetamol um, not long prior to that. um, Yeah, but I, basically the next four or five miles was leading me up to the Cosgrave aid station where I eventually called it a day. Um,
1: where i should have left you before then for the yeah so
0: yeah plan was sam was booked into a hotel nearby to basically get some sleep because it's basically a two-day endeavor you know and i wanted sam to go and get some rest didn't want her driving when she was tired and stuff like that but sam made the executive decision to to stay (laughs) to stay up which is you know it's fine um
1: I think had you come in, had you come in to 62 miles mm-hmm. in better form, mm-hmm. I might have left and went, to, I still might not yeah. have, but it was, it's really difficult as crew to know that you're kind of needing that push and yeah. struggling a bit to then go. Okay, I'm away to my hotel. Good night. I'll see you in the morning. Oh, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was yeah.
1: tough to, and there was pros and cons for both sides of it. It was a really difficult I, decision no, to make.
0: I totally agree. Um, I mean, I was glad that you did because eventually when I got to Cosgrave, I was physically done uh, for me, uh, and I was probably not going to make the cut off after that one. I, I got to Cosgrave. Uh, well over an hour before the cut well off. within the
1: cut
0: off, yeah, yeah, over an hour before. Um, that. but how I was, I, I knew something wasn't right. I, I was having real issues with my hip flexors, and I couldn't, I basically couldn't drive my legs forward normally. I was in a lot of pain there. Um, for me, I think it was just an ultra too soon. I I should have, you know, for my first ultra in three years, I should have maybe done a fifty mile or a hundred k. I wanted to get back to that one and just see if I could get it done. didn't work out um but that's one of those things but i mean so how d i mean how did it feel being a crew for a run- your runner that's that's d n f what does that feel like
1: really really hard mm-hmm. <clears throat> um so firstly i I didn't take a tail <laughs> end that you were done <laughs> because. I mean, it worked at the 62 miles, so why wouldn't it work no, at the next absolutely. one? No, you did the right thing. Um, so I tried and tried. I was convinced that I could get you out of that chair mm-hmm. and back out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I all but begged you. I was like, just five more miles. We'll see <laughs> you how did. you go after five, please. <laughs> and I tried the coffee. I tried everything. Um <laughs> I don't think I was prepared for seeing you as emotional as you were at yeah. the end either. Yeah. Uh, that I didn't expect it. Didn't really know what to do. Yeah. And, like, I could see you struggling with yourself. Like, you did not just DNF quickly. Like, it took no. you so long to actually tell the women.
0: Yeah, yeah. That you
1: were going to do it.
0: No, I was fighting a lot of kind yeah. of instincts and a lot of kind of voices there. Um t- you know, I didn't want to quit. Yeah. You know, no I don't think any in the heart of hearts runners, you know, yeah, sometimes there are runners that go, oh, right, I just don't want this today. Yeah. That's fair enough. But no, I mean I I did want it, but physically I don't think I was ready yeah. yet for that race. Um and I it was a different type of pain that I've experienced um in uh, to when I did the race in twenty nineteen when I DNF'd or at any point any other race, I've never felt like that. Yeah. I, I really kinda knew it was done for me, but at the same time I was like, no, just keep going until yeah. you physically fall over, you know, <laughs> and you can't move. But Yeah, so there was a couple of kind of competing voices going on there.
1: Yeah, I think it was difficult as well because it was my first time crewing Yeah, and I had made that decision to stay out. Mm -hmm. So then as a crew you second guess everything that you've done throughout the day and I second guessed if I'd gone to the hotel, would you have gone further? I know we've obviously talked about this but as a crew you second guess the. Mm -hmm. did it make it easier because someone's there to just take you, would you have pushed harder if you were trying not to get me back at a hotel so then you second guess all the decisions you've made for your runner as well
0: yeah, no you you did exactly the right thing Um, yeah, no it was like you'd done it before you know, so honestly, no.
1: Fake it till you make it.
0: No, you, <laughs> no, you were amazing that day. Um, you did everything right, and I think if you're, if you're letting your runner quit after like two, three minutes, I think. Well, I'm not gonna say that you're a bad crew or whatever, but you, you know, you need to keep pushing them. You need to keep pushing your runner.
1: I think I pushed you for 20 minutes
0: yeah no and that's, that's fine <laughs> uh, you know because you knew how much I wanted it's it it's like
1: you've still you're nowhere near the cut off still Aye. just go I know
0: no you did exactly the right thing Um yeah I think you just push as hard as you can until unless you see them come in you're like oh my god I, yeah. I'm going to throw the towel in for them sort of thing but no um yeah so that was the end of that race and the end of your coon experience for the, the race well you know you, you basically had to nurse me for two days after that as well so <laughs> maybe it wasn't the end completely. nurse
1: you physically and ego slightly because yeah. your pride took a beating yeah you, it does naturally
0: it does um yeah i don't think any of us well i'm going to call it that i failed you know that's the way i describe it people might know what to say yeah let call it differently but I, for me i class it as a failure. For me, so yeah, no, it definitely played to bit of a beating there, but um, yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> uh, I think an interesting experience for both of us.
1: Yep, I mean I like the fact that you still wanted to go to the finish line to to yeah. cheer other runners over. It was that back to that camaraderie again, like yeah, other people have managed <clears throat> it and. I don't know. You looked a bit reflective at that finish line. So next year I'll be waiting there, so go for you crossing.
0: Yeah, no, I I I still kind of recognised that because we all we had our hotel booked basically yeah. two minutes from the finish. I still recognise you know that other runners out there went through this amazing experience and mm-hmm. physical effort, and mental effort to finish, and I wanted to clap a few over just to show my appreciation because it's a it's a massive achievement finishing that race finishing any ultra Um. so no I definitely wanted to go down and clap people and also just kind of stand there and 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 try and visualise it a wee bit for myself for next year I wanted to maybe take a wee snapshot of how what they look like and their feeling and, and and bottle that and put it in a little kind of drawer, and and I want to experience that next yeah. year. You know, um, because looking at the few people um, that came over uh, the finish line, we were when we were there. You know, the the just the elation and relief and you know the sense of achievement you can yeah. see in their faces and in the faces of their crew too.
1: The best dressed ultra runner came over. When
0: yeah, we guy came Simon. in. Simon. Yeah, guy came in, Simon, wearing like this mad shirt. <laughs> kind of <laughs> yeah. reminded me of like Anton Kropichka, like kind of 2011, 2012, uh, 2012 kind of days. Um, yeah, very cool. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that was that. I mean, so. Um, you get
1: quite invested in other people's runners. You do. It was nice to check the results the next day for the people who had been round about you coming in as well Yep.
0: no, aye, you definitely do Um, yeah, same with people that I was meeting along um, when I was running along as well I was looking for them to see if they finished and yeah, thankfully a few of them did Um, so it was good so I mean um, I guess now is like an experienced crew, ultra crew yeah. crew captain now. Or I'd do you like to, to be crew, crew chief. Captain? Oh, I've oh, had this.
1: <laughs> we watch a right, lot a of chief. ultra American ultra documentaries. Yeah. I like the sound of crew chief.
0: There seems to be more chiefs than captains. <laughs> uh, again, apologies for the seagulls outside the window. It <laughs> seem to be going absolutely mental at the moment. Um, so any, what would your advice be to anyone that's preparing for their first crew experience?
1: Um... Geek out, read the blogs yeah. of people doing it. G- know what you're yep. in for. Yeah, listen, um, yep, listen to the podcasts yeah listen to the podcasts. <laughs> ask your runner questions. Ask. Yeah. What they like? What? What annoys them during a race? So you yeah. know not to do it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And yeah, just roll with it because mm. it, you're gonna see every emotion throughout <laughs> the day. <laughs> whether you're prepared for it or not and yeah don't just unnecessarily buy loads of stuff that you don't need your runner knows what they need (laughs) they've done this before
0: (laughs) nah i think that's really good advice um yeah um yeah thanks very much sam for coming on and 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 talking about it i know we've we've kind of talked it amongst ourselves and with other people quite a lot so you're probably like oh no this again
1: no, it's fine. Um I'm, I'm top crew chief. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna to need to get that in my head that it's chief no yes. captain. Right you hold in. Okay then. Well, thanks very much again, Sam. No bother. I well, hope you've um, enjoyed that chat with Sam there, I thought that was um, really good, some really um, good insight there into, um, well that's just one race there but um, you know from Sam's perspective first time uh, crewing an marathon, and she was there by herself as well so aye, she did an amazing job, um, so yeah I hope you've enjoyed that, nice wee chat. Um, So yeah, I'm going to talk about some of the races that have been happening uh, in the UK this weekend, some of the ultras, and I'm going to start with, well, a race which I guess is a sister race to the the Grand Union, Um, and I really like the Canal Series um, ultras, so we'll start with the Kennet and Avon Canal Race, from London to Bristol, 145 miles, Um, started on Friday... Um, this weekend, um, six a.m. Um, yeah, like I say, center London starts in the same place as um, well, the Grand Union used to be Birmingham to London, but it was London to Birmingham this year, and uh, I think it uh, it's going to stay like that next year too. So yeah, started in London, uh, Little Venice, and finished in Bristol. I think it's around Bristol Temple Meads train station. I think. Could be wrong. Let me know if I'm wrong, but anyway, um some really good times here. Um So I mean, the winner of the of the men's race was Justin Montague, and he done that in twenty four hours thirty minutes, an incredible time for one hundred forty five miles. And I, you know, obviously all canal races, you know, the, this one does have a few more hills, I believe, than um, the Grand Union Canal race. Um, but regardless. Um, you know, twenty four hours, thirty minutes for hundred and forty five miles is incredible. That was a course record, unsurprisingly. Um, I think he beat the previous uh course record by a good hour. So well done, Justin. That is um, some effort. Um, second place was Rick Nichols in twenty seven hours, twenty seven minutes. Again, an amazing time. And um, fourth place was Matthew Ma, who won the Grand Union Canal race. Um, he finished in thirty hours, ten minutes. Um, so cracking effort guys, amazing Um, uh, Matthew no doubt probably just might even still be feeling the effects of the Grand Union Canal Race because that's 145 miles too um, I, I'll need to check if Matthew's doing the Canal Slam so the uh, Liverpool to Leeds race is in August that's 130 miles so yeah, um, good on uh, Matthew there as well, uh, if he's doing that too, and looking to get the the complete set, um, one from that just when um the organisers put the times the the, the kind of results down, they put the minute per mile pace of of the runners. I mean, Justin Montague's average minute uh, per mile is ten oh eight over one hundred forty five miles. I can't I can't get my head around that. I can't. Um, incredible. So well done again, Justin. Um, and the ladies, uh, Michelle White, finished in thirty hours fifty two. Again, incredible time. Um, second place with uh, was Agnieszka Kiminska in thirty five fifty nine, and fourth place was Melissa Montague thirty six oh five. I don't know if her and Justin are related. Um, but yeah, I mean. That's a good story, uh, if they are. But anyway, yeah, phew, incredible times there. Um in what is a, a really, really difficult race. Um well done everybody. I think fifty percent of the fields finished the race. Um I think there were only fifty five starters. Let me just double check. I think I've got the um the results up here. Uh, as ever, doing this kinda on the on the cuff off the cuff even. Um and my laptop is deciding to be particularly slow while I search. <laughs> uh, yeah, twenty seven finishers, twenty eight retirements, so pretty much fifty percent um of the field finishing there, which is a kind of similar attrition rate as you as you get in the Grand Union. Um yeah well done everybody that took part and uh, well done to all the organisers and volunteers Um, I guess the other kind of big race this week this weekend is Lakeland Um, I I don't really have any strong feelings towards Lakeland you know, like nothing I'd probably love it if I went and did it so, and I definitely want to give it a bash one day so, yeah Um. You know everybody raves about it. I, you know, I know the Lake District is beautiful, so yeah, I should go and give it a go. But anyway, um, the results uh, from that, I found it. Diff- there was no official results out yet, which is you know as to be expected. Um, uh, so I didn't really get times for a lot of these uh, for the the runners here, but I can give you the top threes um, for the late 15 and the late one hundred. Um, Start with the 50. Uh, men's winner was Neil McNichol. Uh, second place was Robert Trigwell, and third place Dan Facker. Uh, for the ladies, I'm going to butcher this um, name here. So it was Katie Kars I think it's like a Dutch name. I'm really sorry. I've probably absolutely butchered that. Second place was Victoria Thompson, and the third was Lauren Graham. In the 100s, apparently a really exciting race. Uh, on the men's side um, Andy Berry uh, was the men's winner Um, he passed the long time leader um, Jalif McKenna on the last leg um, of that race so well done apparently Jalif was uh, leading that for a long time and Andy managed to um, get past him there um, towards the nine stages so um, great effort Uh, Andy and well done Jalif of course as well and third place was Rob Forbes. Uh, for the ladies in the one hundred, it was uh, Sabrina Virgie that won the race, and I've got a time for that, and that was twenty-three hours and six seconds. So well done. Uh, second place was Daria Bodnar, and third place was Jodie Gould. So well done um, to the fifty top threes and the one hundred top threes, and again everybody that took part. Um, Yeah, definitely something, uh, yeah, I I need to maybe do a bit more digging on Lakeland, watch some more videos and, and, uh, yeah, um, yeah, see what it's all about, Uh, because it's one I've never really dug deep into, so I need to have a look, Um, yeah, they were doing like a special kind of Western State style buckle for all the finishers, for the 50 and the 100, so that was a really nice touch, um, but yeah it sounded like a good weekend i know they've got lots of other kind of events that go on it's a it's a, a big kind of weekend event and um, sponsored by um Montaigne. so yeah really cool um also going on this weekend i'm gonna get my web page up here again to help me talk about it was the the peak district 100 and I've deleted that um, but anyway, I've got the times and the top threes anyway um, so there was a 100 mile race and a 50 mile race um, not loads of entrants for the 100 mile race so I'll just give you the top three because there was only one lady as far as I, I can see that was running the 100 um, in first place was Tom Vickery in 2059 Great time for which I understand is a really hilly race. So well done, Tom. Uh, Lucy Gossage, uh, the only lady, I believe, running the 100, came second in 2340. Um, if I've got that wrong, feel free to get in touch by any means um, and, and let me know. I'll, I'll put that right. Um, that's what all well, I could see from the, the... Again, no official results. This is kind of a live tracking link that was still active. And third place was Andrew Abu Marib in 24.59, so well done to the three of you. And the 50 mile race uh, was Jordan Demuth Pike in 8 hours 51. Second place was Stuart James in 9.27. And third place was Aaron Rawson in 9.28. The first lady was Rachel Davies in 10 hours and 10 minutes. So again, well done to all of you. Again, that's a race that looks brilliant. I know Peak District is absolutely beautiful, so that was um, probably a really, really um, lovely race to to take part in. Um, one race that I mentioned last week as well that really intrigued me, um, the Sagarmatha Ultra, where it's basically, it was like 340 reps of, of this one hill. Um, to match the kind of elevation of, of Everest that was actually cancelled. I um, only kind of picked up on that um, today when I was doing a bit of research of things over the weekend that was canceled so want to keep an eye on next year hopefully hopefully they can they can get that one running because it sounds like a, a great idea for a, yeah a very different ultra so uh, yeah maybe next year uh, hopefully. Uh, do What else was happening? Uh, oh yeah, so one from the previous weekend, the, the Highlander Last One Standing. I've not been able to see any results for that yet. So um, that's kind of the backyard ultra um, um style race, which again is a qualifier for the backyard uh ultra champs over um in the US. Can't see any results for that yet, so I'll check again um for next week. What else was going on? There was the Beacons Way, a really, really hilly race in the Brecon Beacons. Um, There was a 100 mile race and a 100 kilometre race. Um, And this one, uh, the 100 mile winner for the men was Matthew Tomlinson and he finished in 24 hours, 2 minutes. Uh, he actually won the previous year in 24 four three minutes so he beat his time last year by a minute so well done Matthew Th- this race looks brutally hilly um, uh, so uh, again a, a fantastic time um, for that Edward Gwyn Harris was in second place 25 hours 16 David Hannah uh, was in third in 26-18 and for the ladies in first place was Elizabeth Gatherer in 30 hours, 34 minutes. Well done Elizabeth. Hannah Large was second in 33, 16 and Sophie Clark was third in 34, 13. Uh, Well done to both top threes and everybody again took part in that which looks a really, really difficult race, really hilly, Um, so well done everybody. In the 100k race, uh, men's winner was Simon Lewis in 12, 40 well done, Simon. Uh, second place was Anthony Halliwell, 13.45. And third place was James Fulcher in 14 hours 31. And for the ladies, uh, first place was Clara Davies, 18.22. Second place was Inga Khaledja in 19.32. And third place was Nikki Werker, finishing in 20 hours and 22 minutes. Well done on uh, to, to all of you. And again, everybody that took part, again, I think you know when you when you read about certain ultras going on and stuff like that. Um, again, this looks like a really intriguing one to do. It looks like a real challenge. Having you know a wee bit of experience of of hiking around the the Beacons in the past, this looks like a a really really tough race. So I mean, yeah, well done to everybody. Um, other things going on a small kind of small ultra fifty k. Uh, going on around Redding called the Round Redding Ultra um, kind of circumnavigates Redding Red, the kind of Redding area I believe um, so yeah 50k there top 3 for the men Brian Wilkins in 340 Jay Joe in 357 Peter Abraham in 4 hours and 2 really good times for 50k um, there definitely um, yeah some good going, some really good running Um, And for the ladies, Sarah McIntosh in 4.34, won the women's race. Uh, Second place was Vicky Bosley-Fairbrother in 4.40. And third place was Claire Pusey in 4.51. So, well done to the three of you too. Um, Looks like a good wee 50k. I've kind of, well, done races around that area in the past. Um, Lived down there as well, lived in Wokenham for a bit. So, I kind of know that area. So... Um, yeah, could be, it could be potentially be a nice, a nice wee race, so might be worth checking that out if you live in the area and are after a little 50k. Um, also, there was another 50k in Yorkshire, the Yorkshire Walls Ultra, probably a wee bit more hilly than the one in Reading. Um, I'll start with the ladies here because the overall winner was Anna uh, Kludnica in 4 hours and 23 minutes. So well done, Anna. That's um, a great time for which, again, I understand is a, quite a hilly 50k. Well done. Second place for ladies was Rebecca Sleaf uh, in 5.27. And Claire Anderton um, finished third in 5.40. So really good times, 50k there. Uh, for the men, David Morrison won the men's race 4.32 dan thompson in 4.35 so close close race there and stephen uh, stephen kirk finished in third in 4.47 so well done um uh, everybody again everyone involved um yeah those were the the races that i was kind of interested in this weekend um yeah the big two were, were probably um lakeland and um the Kennet and Avon Canal race for me um, those were ones that I was really um, following a bit more than than others so uh, yeah Uh, next weekend let's have a wee look and see what's happening ultra wise in the UK let's see so we've got bring out your dead 24 kind of 24 hour race I don't know if that's kind of one of these um, looped courses could be one of them might do a wee bit more digging into that to update you on the results next week. Uh, we also have, uh, blimey, it's blistering at Bingley, 32 miles in Yorkshire. I don't know if this is one of those um, It's Grim Up, Grim Up North events. I'm just going to click on, yes it is. So they do absolutely loads of, of events. So yeah, um, if you're in the Yorkshire area, I'm, I'm sure you probably know about It's Grim Up North. Um, events, but if you're not, check them out. We've got the Blue Stack Way Ultra in Donegal a fifty k. That might be. Oh yeah, I'll do a wee bit of digging into that as well. See what that's all about. What else we got going on? Oh, big one, uh, North Downs Way one hundred um, is going on on the fifth of August on the Saturday. I ran that back in twenty eighteen. That's a that's a tough one. uh, <laughs> uh quite a hilly one. Um, and the potential to be hot as well depending on the day hopefully the runners get a um, a cool day coolish day it was um, 30 plus degrees when I did it back in 2018 and for a wee ginger guy like me that is just not fun at all um, we've got the Roseland August Trail there's a 50k and a 100k in Cornwall next Saturday the Round the Rock Ultra on Jersey as well, that's quite a well established ultra, looks really fun, some good videos out there of that one, Uh, that's 48 miles, we have got the Six Dales Trail Ultra in Yorkshire, there's a 32 mile and a 50 mile race, Um, the South West Coast Challenge, 50k in Somerset, Uh, yeah, Um, got the Dragon Slayer on the 6th somewhere in Wales, so yeah, loads of things going on next weekend, too many to call out. There's loads going on. So, um yeah, I'll do some um research over next weekend as well and update you on um some of those races. I guess the kind of the big one there. Um well the big ones I'd say. Probably North Downs Way one hundred, round the rock, um, ultra as well in G- in Jersey. But yeah, um I'll have a look and see what happens in those races and update you if there's um any interesting stories that fall out of it so yeah um yeah that's me then so i'm going to call it a day i hope you really enjoyed uh, this week's podcast um enjoyed making it um enjoyed um yeah reading about the races going on this weekend and enjoyed um chat with sam too so i i hope um you have a good week whatever you're doing Join your training your racing Um, and yeah i'll catch up with you next week where yeah again don't know what's going to happen with that (laughs) or uh, who i'm going to be talking to i'll figure something out i'll surprise you. um but yeah take care bye